Discover community, find hope, and experience God. This is Discovering Hope with Pastor Paul Knight. I don't know if you can imagine having 50 or so 7th and 8th graders uh, invade on your afternoon about 5.30 every Wednesday after they've been in school all day. I mean, you guys are crazy, right? And I'm thankful for these helpers and leaders. So thank you again, you guys. Uh, this is uh, the part that we never know what's going to happen. And so you could be praying. So we're going to ask for a volunteer. And here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask them uh, a question. And then they're going to respond with the answer that they've memorized. And hopefully it will be correspond with the question that they're asked. right? And then I'm going to ask them a life verse. And then I'm going to ask them, uh, some of them, if they want to share a story about how Jesus has been working in their lives. Uh, I don't know which one of them, so we'll do that. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it happens. And so I, I'm looking for a volunteer, Jewel, to go first. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Squeeze. And Thanks for volunteering. Okay, Jewel, what is accomplished by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ? By the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God conquers sin, death, and the devil, offering forgiveness for sin, and assuring eternal life for those who follow Christ. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16 That's pretty good. Okay, so the life verse is a ch- verse that they choose, and then they, they give a little explanation on why they chose it. Okay, so my life verse is 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And the reason I chose this verse is because whenever I'm feeling stressed or like down, I can just uh, think of God and how he cares for me, and it helps me get through times like that. Like this morning? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah. Is there anything you want to share about your relationship with Jesus? You're good? Yeah. Thank you. Cassie. Okay. Just like we did yesterday. Squeeze. Hi, I'm Cassie Caulfield. Hi, Cassie. (laughs) Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God everywhere and present and powerful working in us in the church and in the world. John 15, 26. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. John 15, 26. Very good. Oh, yeah. Your life verse. We'll hold all our applause now. Uh, Jewel got the applause because he went first. Everybody else get, gets to live on that applause, and then you can applaud at the end. Otherwise, we'll be here till 2. <laughs> So my life verse is, she is clothed in strength and dignity, and she walks without fear of the future, Proverbs 31, 25. And I chose this verse because it tells me my life won't always go the way I want it to, but God has a plan for me, and whether I like the plan or not, I'll just go with it because I trust in God. Cool. Anything else you want to share? No. No? <laughs> well, you were walking off already. I just wanted to give you a chance. <laughs> Eden. Eden, what is the Christian hope? The Christian hope is a confident expectation of Christ's coming in triumph when he shall reign forever with his church. 
1 Peter 1, 3, and 4. Praise be to the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. 1 Peter 1, 3, and 4. Nice. Your life verse? Uh, my life verse is a Psalm 143.8. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I trust in my life. I picked this verse because whether I'm going through stress, things at school, friends, family, anything like that, I can always go back to this verse and just reassurance that he has a plan for me. Cool. you want to share anything else? <laughs> You're good? A little bit? You want to say a little bit? So, okay. <laughs> I'm not pushing them. They can do this voluntarily. So I last year kind of clicked with me that I never really gave my life to Christ, but I got with some friends um, that were followers of Christ, and I never clicked that I actually fully gave my life to Christ. So last year, I got down at night, and I was having a tough day, so I just fully gave my life to Christ. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Maddie. Okay, say it into the mic, though. I'm Maddie Diggleman. Okay, Maddie, uh, what is the purpose of the church? The purpose of the church is to glorify God. Celebrate? Celebrate new life in Christ. Build up one another in faith and love. Proclaim and teach the gospel everywhere and keep the needs of the world. 1 Peter 2.9 But you are the chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare declare his praises the praises declare of him that the praises of him all through all the darkness and into the light. nice what's your life verse? my life verse is you will surely forget your trouble recalling only his wives found by I will be brother and your darkness will become like mine Job 11 16 and I chose that life verse because it just lets me know that life anything going to right now Cool. Anything else you want to say? Okay, thanks. Ava. Deep breath. Hi, I'm Ava Kruger. Ava, what is the Christian church? The Christian church is only because Jesus Christ is the Savior and Lord, and we are united in one body of Christ's head. Ephesians 15, 4, 15, 16. It says, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to the shared body of Christ, who is Christ. From Him, the whole body. The whole body. Start the verse over. Ephesians 4, you got it. 4, 15, 16. It says, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to the shared body of Him, who is Christ. From him, the whole body. From him, the whole body. Joined and held. Joined and held together by one supporting ligament. Um, grows. Grows and builds itself up. In, in love. And as each part. As each part of Yes. Okay, so you guys all understand this, right? You get up here, you know it. They don't always know the question I'm going to ask before they get here. So you know it in your head, and all of a sudden, all kinds of verses like slide in, and, and like you're sort of, yeah, you get it. 
Okay, what's your life verse, Ava? Um, my life verse is Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will hold you with my righteous right hand. Why'd you pick that? This verse is a mere strength of God's promise and a reminder for everything that He has done. is for His time. He has provided me. Um, he has proved to me that I will never alone, and whenever I go through, you will be with me, and I will put my trust in him. Sweet, thank you. You want to share anything? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, okay. I've grown up in the church and I've been a Christian my whole life, but it wasn't until I opened my eyes to the reality of my sinfulness that I realized that I needed Christ. I've always been close to Jesus and known that I love him, but I didn't fully understand how much I loved him. Truthfully, at first, I was unsure of being capable of such love, and in fitting the visible standards, I thought came with being a Christian. So God showed me what His love really is. It was freedom that comes with only caring about the opinion of one person, the person who died to know you. God has shown me the difference between being a slave to Him or to something else. The difference is that thing will fail you. God won't. Looking back at all the anxious nights, God was there. All of the hurt I felt, God took away from me. He showed me that He is here to help me and that I will get through this together. That we will get through this together. No matter um, what I'm not Thank you. McKenna. I'm um, McKenna, what did Jesus teach us concerning life in the kingdom of God? Jesus taught us that life in the kingdom of God means we are to live in a loving relationship with God and others. Matthew 22, 37 to 40. Then or Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. Matthew 22, 37 to 40. Nice. What's your life verse? Uh, my life verse is Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And I chose this life verse because it's meant a lot to me recently um, through some things that I've gone through with family and even just like with myself. And it's just, it's always been something that I can rebound on and depend on because I know I can do anything with God by myself. Cool. Do you want to share anything else? No. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Give them all applause. Okay. Anybody else want to share? Anybody else want to share anything? About your relationship with Christ? Anything? You good? Cassie, were you looking for them to see if you want to? You sure? Okay. Any of you students want to come up real quick and share about your relationship with Jesus for this service? I know you'll do it again, second service. Some of you? Huh? Pardon me? Who did I miss? Oh my goodness. That's your mother calling you out. Hillary, come on. Oh my goodness, I have a whole page here. <laughs> you think you're nervous. Hillary. <laughs> you guys all look at there like all oh, he's <laughs> What is salvation? Salvation is the work of God through Christ by which he forgives by which God forgives our sin, frees us from guilt, restores us to a right relationship with God. Acts 4.12 Salvation is found in no one else, there is no other name under heaven, human to man, which you must be saved. Acts 4.12 Nice. And your life verse? My life verse is Romans 3.23 
For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I chose this verse because I know I'm not perfect. And no one I know is perfect. But if I look up to Jesus, then he will help lead me in that direction. Cool. I'm not perfect either. Do you want to share anything else? No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Olivia. I'm Olivia Lysa. How are you doing? Good. Good. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the rule of God breaking through history, through Jesus Christ, working in the world, and expressed, and expressed in the hearts and lives of God's people. Romans 14, 17, and 18. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ who serves Christ in this way can is pleasing is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Nice. And your life verse? My life verse is don't be afraid, just believe. Mark 5.36 and I chose this verse because it tells me that God is walking me in the right path and is saving me. Cool. Anything else you want to share? Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Noah. Jaya. I'm Jaya Guru. What is accomplished by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ? By the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God conquered sin, death, and the devil, offering forgiveness of sin and assuring eternal life for those who follow Christ. John 3.16 For God's love and love gave his one only son, who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16 Nice. Your life first. Um, Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you, you need only be still. This reminds me that I can't control everything, God is with me, and he directs my path and fights for me. Cool. Anything else? No. You sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have I forgot anybody? Did everybody go? Do you want to go again? Different question? Give them a round of applause. Anybody here want to share? You, you can get a chance second service, but anyone want to go first service? Okay. You guys can go down. Thank you. So I'll share a few things. Uh, next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. And so I'm going to talk up from Acts chapter 1 and 2 about the uh, coming of the Holy Spirit. And so you invite you back. But I want to take a couple moments and talk to this group. And I'm just going to remind us of some very basic things. And I'm going to invite everybody to repeat after me when I say the point. The first point that I want to make to you, and I mean this with all of who I am, you are made on purpose for a purpose. Can you say that? Let's try it again. 
See, there's all kinds of things that happen to you. In all of us in life, there's all kinds of pressures, all kinds of things. Some of us even look at ourselves and say, you know, I'm just not who I wish I was. And we start to question this idea that, that, well, maybe I wasn't supposed to be. And I know some of you wrestle with that. Right? Here's a fundamental truth for life. That you are made by God and in His likeness. Some of you have heard, like, when I was growing up, I used to look at myself in the mirror and wonder why my nose was larger than my head. Right? I, I used to wonder about the acne on my neck. I used to wonder about all kinds of things about why God made me a certain way. And what I didn't know is that even though I felt like I wasn't that amazing on the outside, I went and got this rock yesterday. It's, it's, it's not a beautiful rock. Right? It, it's actually not really that pretty on the outside at all. It has bumps where you wouldn't want bumps. It has different, all kinds of different things. But on the outside, there's something in this rock that if you're a geologist or a rock collector, it starts to betray something. It starts to betray something that's on the inside. That this ugly rock on the surface, which is the way some of us feel sometimes, this ugly rock on the surface, when you crack it open, is beautiful on the inside. And that's the way God has made each one of us. You may not feel that amazing on the outside. But God has made each one of us in his likeness. In his image. On purpose. I love to tell people this. I don't believe at all that that any of us out there or here or online, I don't believe that any of us are made by accident. Right? Not, not all of us, like, uh, maybe, uh, maybe not all of us were planned by your parents. Right? Maybe you were surprised. Right? But all of us, by God, are made on purpose. And, and here's even more something more significant. He makes us on purpose for a purpose. That there's something about every one of us. That God says, I made you for that. And I run across people all the time and say, I think I found the thing I'm supposed to do. And let, let me just say this. Your purpose isn't the thing always, just the thing you do. Your purpose is the person you are. And then when you figure out who you are in Christ, when you figure out who you, that you are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, then when you figure out the thing that you are, the person that you are meant to be, your purpose, that thing you do, then has a purpose. See, some of us, we, we, we are made on purpose for a purpose, but what God invites us to do is to find out our purpose for our purpose. To find out, I don't just do this thing for me. I do this thing to bring glory and praise and honor to God in everything I do. That's my prayer for you guys. Right? Some, some of you are musicians, some of you are athletes, some of you are ac- academically oriented. Some, some of you have great talents that, that are hidden inside of you right now. You are on purpose for a purpose. That someday my prayer is that everyone finds that thing that God has made you to do. But more importantly that person that God has made you to be and that your doing will find purpose in him because every one of you has something beautiful and amazing that you're made in God's image you are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good work 
Here's something else I want to share with you. Some of you have already made decisions, right? To, to say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to trust God in this way for this thing. Like, it, it, it's, it's like, make, makes you nervous. Like, like, when you think about it, what, what if this doesn't work out? What if, like, like some of you, uh, like, like decisions to share your faith with your friends. Which means, I have to, like, trust God. Here's, here's the second thing. Have a bold, crazy, trust, let me do that over. Have a bold, crazy, risk-taking trust in God. Let me say it again. Have a bold, crazy, risk-taking trust in God. Can you say that? Have a bold, crazy, risk-taking trust in God. Anything God invites you to do. Anything he wants you to be. Anything he wants you to pursue. You know, some of you used Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We talked about this yesterday. That, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. That doesn't mean, like, like I, I mentioned this yesterday. Like, if I, I could, so, someone said one, one time that if I want to do something, I can do anything. Well, I mentioned this yesterday that I'd kind of like to have a baby. I know, that's weird. It's just, right? But I'm never going to be able to do that. Even with Christ, because he hasn't made me that way. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, gives me the strength to take bold trust in him and do anything he wants me to do with his strength. Anything God calls you to do, he'll invite you to do. But here's what happens. Some of us play it so safe in our faith that we never attempt anything that we won't be able to do on our own anyways. A bold crazy. Some people look at you, you know, that seems crazy to me to trust God like that. Have a bold crazy, risk-taking trust in God. God, if you want me to do this, even though I'm terrified inside, even though I, I don't know exactly how to do it, I'll do it. Trust God when it's amazing. We live in, in anticipation of God's immeasurably more. There's a passage of, in the Bible, in, in uh, Ephesians chapter 3, that God is able to do immeasurably more the, than all we ask or imagine. That God working in us can accomplish immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Like some of you are praying for family and friends. Some of you have like this inkling in your heart that God wants you to do amazing Pursue amazing. Be amazing for his kingdom. Do the things that God dreams of for you. And trust him. Even, even in a way that people... Like, let me just say this. Like One of the big pressures is what you're going to try with friends. Come on, just try this. Another big pressure is what you're going to do with people you're in relationship with. Boyfriends or girlfriends. And you're going to have desires in you. They're going to make you, you want to. And that you have this call of God on your life that says, trust me in this. Trust me in this. I love you more than you can imagine. Please, trust me in this. Take the risk of waiting for me to provide for you. Right? That God is this amazing God who has this desire for you, that you would trust him, even with things you don't fully understand yet. One of the life verses that is going to be mentioned during second service is Revelation chapter 3. Let, let me read it for you. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. 
That's from the book of Revelation. It's, it's God saying, look at, like pursue a white hot heart with God. Risk putting everything else aside so that you can be loved and grow deep in Him. I beg you, don't be lukewarm. Like, ask God every morning to heat your heart up. Same with, with, not not just these guys, not just you at home, online, or here. Like, why do lukewarm? If there's a God who loves us, and wants us to trust Him in crazy, amazing ways, like, here's my guess. Some of you in your relationships in, in marriage are like teetering on the edge. And you know in your gut, God would like you to pursue and persevere and restoke and maybe get a coach or a counselor. And you have to trust. You have to say, am I going to bail? Or am I going to have a bold, crazy, risk-taking trust in God that he can turn it around? Some of you are wrestling with that with your finances. Like, honestly, on the surface, like, and if you're new here, please, please don't hear this wrong. But, but if you've been hanging out here for a while, you, you know that, that the scriptures teach, like, like, we surrender 10% back to God of all that. He, he owns it all, right? But we give, and that, that's like, like, are you kidding me? You want me to give that much to the word? Crazy, bold, risk-taking trust in God. And see if he can't provide for us. So, so it has to do with the heat of our heart. Here, here's the next thing I want to say. And, and, uh, this is going to make sense, I hope. Let me, let me Learn to give up things you love for things you love even more. Learn to give up things you love for things you love even more. Can we all say that? Learn to give up things you love for things you love even more. It's an honor to sacrifice things for Christ and his church. See, a lot of us settle for things that are really good and nice. But they're not the best. Like some of us live in such a way that we're content being consumed by all of the good stuff without the best stuff. There's a story in the Bible about a guy who found this great pearl. It was a pearl of great price. It was hidden in a field. And it belonged to somebody. And so the guy negotiated with the owner to sell him the field. And he gave up all that he had to gain that great pearl. There's nothing more important in your life. Success great income family great job there's nothing more important than Jesus Christ for you and sometimes to do that well your relationship with him you have to be willing to surrender other things to look at your life and say you know when I start getting involved in this it pulls me away from my first love When I do these things, it pulls me away from who God wants me to be. 
as you're evaluating your life, as you're thinking. Matter of fact, uh, I have a very dear friend from high school. He and I, you've heard this story, right? He and I made an agreement that we couldn't hang out with each other. Because when we hung out with each other, neither of us did things that we believed Jesus wanted us to do. And so we made an agreement that it would never be just the two of us guys. Because it would make it, help us make choices that we didn't want to make. So we gave up something to pursue something greater. Here's the last thing I want to say. Two, two words. Be church. Can you say that? Let's do it one more time. Be church. The church isn't a place. The church is a people. Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He didn't, like, put up a building there. He built a people, followers of Jesus Christ. Jesus calls each one of us to follow him and to let him build us. In your head, this is like a turning point for you, for some of you. It happens every year. Right after confirmation, kids disappear never to be seen again until you ask me to do your wedding don't do that be who God's made you to be he's called you together to be church he's called us together to be church we worship him all week long and once a week we gather our worship together together whether online or here, we worship him. If we're followers of Christ, we worship him all week long as church. We go to work as church. We go to play as church. We do family as church. As Christ followers, we are church. And we worship him all week long. And then once a week, we gather together and bring our worship to worship together. We are church. I'd like to do a blessing on us. Could we all stand? When these, the, these young people, will, the third year students, will stand up here, you can come and shake their hands. You can hug them with permission. Uh, take pictures with them. Ask them any verses that they're supposed to know and they'll recite them for you. May the Lord our God bless us. May he cause his face to shine on us. May our God who loves us lift up his countenance upon us, filling us with his grace and granting you his peace. Go into the world and be fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Let God love you. Love him in return. And love others in Jesus' name. Go be church. Let's give God praise. You're dismissed.